Hey guys, Counselor Glenn with Bridging the Gap, where we talk about bridging the generational gap as well as the wealth gap. We literally take you step by step and tell you how to bridge that gap from where you are to where you want to be uh, from the aspect of a boomer, somebody that's been there, done that in the Xer. Hope you guys enjoyed the content. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you hit the bell notification. We want to let you know as soon as we drop something, we want you guys to get it. We want you to be first. So make sure you do those two things for us and we can't wait to drop some more content. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, whatever you're watching, this is Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Count C.O. Glenn. Hey, William V. Thompson. Lesson number 14, coming at you strong. What are we talking about today? Hey, well, I want to talk about taxes on today. Many people know that I'm a retired CPA, and, and therefore I do taxes, but we're very innovative. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about in this podcast 14, how to cut your taxes without having a business. People okay. have the misconception, Council, that the only time you can cut your taxes is that you must have a business. Mm-hmm. And businesses give you a tremendous advantage. But I want to look at three key areas today that without a business, you can cut your taxes. Okay. What are the first area? All right, well, let's talk. Here we go. Uh, the first thing starts with your job. Okay. It starts with your job. We'll keep it really simple. Your job has something called tax deferred programs. Okay meaning that you can put money into a benefit like a 401k or a 457 plan or a health savings account or a cafeteria plan or a flex spending, a variety of plans. And let me give an example. Let's say you make $100,000 a year. I know that's an insult to you, but let's just say you make $100,000 a year. Okay. If you do nothing, that 100000 is going to show on your W-2 which is going to be on your tax return, and that 100000 is going to be the starting point of you paying taxes. Mm-hmm. However, if you consulted with our firm as somebody who, who, who not only thinks outside the box, but live outside the box, we'll say, okay, counsel, first thing you do, look at all your benefit plans that are tax deferred. We're going to ask you, let's work on your cash flow so you can match your 401k. Mm-hmm. I'll get a match for that, but also a tax benefit. Let's match your health savings account. Let's max your flex spending, everything. So we may determine that there are $30,000 in needed benefits, e.g. your 401k. You put that 30 into an account, or I'm going to take that back. If you authorize your employer to take that 30 out on an annual basis, instead of you being taxed on $100,000, you're only taxed on that's right, $70,000, but you've gotten $30,000 worth of benefits and the bulk of it's in your 401k. Got it. You don't need a business for that. You don't need children for that. You just simply need the knowledge. And right there, we just took $30,000, in my example, off your taxable income, and that probably saved you $4,000 in taxes just there. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. So within that 401k, though, is that money you can touch? Well, the answer is yes. Okay. And a lot of people are probably thinking, no, no, no. Remember, we talked about only borrow when the return is greater and borrow from yourself. Okay. So let's say you've got $200,000 in your 401k and you see a real estate deal you want to make. Guess what? You can simply borrow up to at least half of that $200,000. You get $100,000 out. The payment may be, I'm throwing out a number, $500 a month, but you access it and the <clears throat> excuse me, the $100,000 loan, because it's a loan, 
it's tax-free money to you. So yes, you can. Got it. Okay. That was one of my major concerns about it. Okay. So what's the second way we can do that without a business? Without a business. Here we go. It's what's called above the line deductions. There are about seven or eight of them above the line. Again, we're talking about not even itemizing or doing the long form. We're simply saying these are ones that once you, here we go. You started with the hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. We got it down to 70 because of the tax deferred programs. Mm-hmm. Now these above the line allow you now to deduct things like educators expense. If by chance you happen to be in the school system, you get a small deduction for supplies that you may buy. Okay. okay? If you had a business, you're able to deduct half of the self-employment taxes of the business. That's another above the line. And if you had a business and you bought your own health insurance, guess what? That's an above the line deduction. Okay. Or I hate even to say this word, student loans. Ooh, makes me nervous to say that. <laughs> but even with student loans, any interest that you pay on student loans, guess what? It's deductible. And going a step further, if by chance you have moving expenses, let's say you move from here to, I don't know, Seattle. How about that? You went to Seattle, somewhere like that. Okay. And you did it for business or job purposes. Well, guess what? Those moving expenses, many are tax deductible above the line. And or if you decide to do an IRA account uh, or a other qualified plan, that's another above the line. And then finally, if you were in college or had a child in college mm-hmm. and you had matched the credit for the education it now something called a tuition deduction. So there's about seven or eight things without you having a business, without you itemizing that they would maybe take that 70,000 that was a hundred. We got it down to 70. Let's say you picked up another $5,000. Now you're down to $65,000. What's called adjusted gross income. Got it. Six of those I never heard of. <laughs> most people have, because most people feel like that if I don't have a business, and or I don't itemize, then therefore it's nothing I can do. That is not true. And that's why bridging the gap here and investing in you is so important because a lot of tax people miss these deductions also. I agree. I agree. I think that's why it's even important to have somebody that understands your situation when it comes yeah. to taxes and not, right. not just the in and out you know, situation. That's it. And also, and I'm biased, but, <clears throat> but if you're going to do real estate, if you're going to have businesses, if you're going to invest in the stock market, if you're going to do intellectual properties that we talk about, wouldn't it be good to have somebody who is doing that too? Yeah. Because they know. In other words, I don't have to go from a checklist when it comes to those things. Why? Because by God's grace, I'm doing those. And the same thing that I do on my tax return, I want to do on yours because I've researched, if nothing more than for me. Yeah. I've done it for me and my family, and I want to do it for you and your family also. Agreed, agreed. So we got two to three. What's that third one? The, the third one is actually what's called the Schedule A or itemization, a long form. Okay. Now, again, pe- people miss a lot of money here. I'm going to give you 10 quick ones, and I'm just going to hit the ones that people normally miss. Okay. We start with medical, and medical can be hard to get because there's a limit. But even you driving back and forth to getting prescription drugs, those miles are deductible. Okay. You going to your doctor, long-term care, uh, even disability insurance, dental, and even things you may pay at your job, all of those. And then they give you general sales tax. They look at your income 
And whether you bought anything or not, you automatically get a general sales tax deduction. The third thing is your state and local. Sometimes people forget the local tax. Your state and your local taxes are deductible. Your real estate taxes, that's a pretty obvious one. So, you know, your house, that big John house, he just put, yeah. But those, <laughs> those real estate taxes, guys, even on your closing statement, oh, wow. are going to be tax deductible. Okay. And here is one that people really miss out on. Your mortgage insurance premium. You know, you do have insurance on that. Yes, sir. I think you should have been. <laughs> Positive. And chances are your insurance probably runs you about a grand a month. Yep. You know, I mean, a grand a year. I'm sorry, grand a year. The point is mortgage insurance premiums, which people miss all the time, they are tax deductible. Things like on your cars, your raw land, they're deductible. Of course, people know about the mortgage interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. But sometimes they forget about the points. You know, you close on a house. There may be points. I can take off not only the interest, but the points. And sometimes all of that stuff is not clearly on your mortgage tax return. Got it. And then also I'll give you three more. We'll wrap up this thing and and, and move forward. Even investment interest. I know sometimes I'll trade and sometimes I see a good deal. I'll do what's called margins. Mm -hmm. Let's say my account has 50,000 and I'm trading and I need 75,000. Well, I'll use 50 of mine. I'll use 25 of theirs. So that 25,000, let's say it makes me 2,000. Well, that $2,000 might've cost me $100 for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That margin interest on Schedule A is tax deductible. And a lot of people who are even investing or trading don't understand that, you know? Wow, yeah. But there's more. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know this is boring stuff. No, it's not boring. But even something called casualty and theft laws. Let's say if they had earmarked where you live at as a federal disaster, mm-hmm. any type of theft that happened or casual loss, you in turn can even deduct that. And the final thing, because again, I, I believe in maximizing your schedule. A. I know with me, and people don't believe me, uh, but Joe and I, by God's grace, we make, we make strong six figures, Okay. I have not, we have not legally paid taxes in 20 years. I mean, legally, man. And then, of course, this is maybe half of what I do because this is things that I don't need a business for. But when I take this and the business with planning, we spend a lot of time planning. It makes a difference. And the last thing are donations. And the great thing about donations, I'll tell you something we did a couple of years ago. Um, Our church, we actually gave them a house. We gave them a house. And the house was about, let's say, $70,000. And we might have paid 20 and some change for it. But when we donated the house, we were able to deduct on our tax return, not the 20000 we paid for it, but the 70000 based on the fair market value. Wow. So even though we couldn't use it all in one year, I'm able to carry it forward. Of course, I've used it now. Right. But even when people want to give appreciated assets to nonprofits, they can do that so they get the fair market value deduction, but they don't get the increase in value. Now, here comes a trick question now. Uh-oh. Increase in value. You bought something for 70 for 20 You sell it for 70 The difference is a $50,000 gain. What is that gain called? I got him again. He, he knows. He's going he gonna to hit himself. Um, he gets with a C. Yeah, capital something. Hey, it's a capital gain. That's yeah. Okay. He, got, he still got it. <laughs> it's a capital gain, guys. But this capital gain that you normally would have to recognize, Uh guess what? You don't have to recognize it, but you get the full 
fair market value. So in a nutshell, count sale between your job, between above line deduction mm-hmm. and maximum schedule A, that could probably cut most people taxes in half, but they have to have the knowledge and do some planning. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. That, that's important to have a, even if you don't want to know all this stuff, have somebody else that does. You're right, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, and pay them accordingly. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I tell people this. Would you pay me $500 to save you $5,000? All day long. Okay, then give me a call. With, you know. <laughs> with that being said, man, we'll wrap up Lesson 14. Uh, Count C.L. Glenn. Hey, William B. Thompson. We'll see you guys on the next Fantastic. one. Fantastic.